Thank you, freshman 15. There are three things you can do about missions. You can give, you can pray, you can go. There's one thing you can't do about missions, and that's avoid your responsibility. All of us have responsibility in the area of missions. And irregardless of the program of study that you're in here at West Coast Baptist College, all of us are called to missions. And we have an opportunity and a responsibility to reach our world for the cause of Jesus Christ. I'm so glad we get to be around these missionaries this week. I hope you'll take the time to meet them, go to some of their presentations that precede the services in the evening, get to know them, study their fields, look at that brochure that you got yesterday, pray for them, and uh, get to know them while they're here. Some of them are graduates of West Coast. Others are brand new to us. Uh, some are veteran missionaries that we've had in, in days past. But I hope that you'll get to know the heart of these missionaries through the various presentations that you'll hear, as well as personally talking with them and getting to know them. Our first preacher this morning is Brother Jerry Wyatt and a missionary to Tanzania, and I'm excited to hear his message this morning. Let's welcome Brother Wyatt as he comes to preach for us this morning. Well, it is a joy, y'all can be seated, it is a joy to be here today, and uh, we have been looking forward to being here with you all. Um, I don't believe, I don't know if my wife is here, my wife Rachel, uh, my sweetheart, I think she's out with the kids, uh, but uh, we have four children, and I hope you'll stop by and grab one of our prayer cards back at the, uh, the tables back there. Before I start, I'd like to encourage you, uh, as Brother Getch said, in this area, of missions and uh, giving. Uh, I remember when I was in Bible college, I gave to missions, and uh, I know how it is, uh, the tight budget. I remember I didn't even have enough in my bank account to buy a cheeseburger, um, and I spent my last dollar on a cheeseburger, uh, dollar menu. And uh, But I remember giving to missions every, every month when I got that small paycheck, I made sure I gave to missions. And it wasn't just because I was a missions major, it was because of something uh, that was deep within my heart, even from a young person. I remember I first began giving to missions uh, just as a little boy. And so I hope you wouldn't use that as an excuse. While I'm in Bible college, we'll start giving to missions as soon as we get out of Bible college. Uh, I hope you'll get started right away. Uh, honestly, I feel more comfortable preaching in Swahili. And so just to break the ice for me, uh, I'll give you a little taste of what it would sound like if this were a college chapel in Africa. Hi, Yamani. Naomba tusikilize kwa makini. Tumaini langu mtafungua neno la mungu na kujifunza kitu kutoka Biblia. It's getting quiet in here. Hear a few amens over here. Come on. Um, and so that is Swahili. I grew up there in Tanzania. We went when I was 10 years old. And I'm so thankful for uh, the upbringing that I had and uh, God preparing me uh, to serve there in Tanzania. The Baptist missionary, William Carey, the great Baptist missionary, who's been called the father of modern missions, had a dream of taking the gospel to India. When he shared this with some other men of God, one said, you're a miserable enthusiast. He told... Uh, William Carey said, young man, sit down. When God pleases to convert the heathen, he will do it without your aid or mine. In 1792, he left for India. He didn't allow those statements to discourage him. 
And before he left, he preached a sermon in which he made this statement. He said, I'm a dreamer and continue to dream of what can and will be. And this famous statement, he said, expect great things from God, attempt great things for God. Let's pray. Dear Lord, we come before you this morning. We thank you so much for this uh, wonderful student body and the teachers. Lord, I pray that you'd fill me with your spirit. Lord, give me liberty. I pray that your spirit would descend upon us this morning and uh, would speak to our hearts. Lord, would speak to each one of these uh, present today. Lord, I pray that you'd direct my tongue and my thoughts. Lord, fill me with your spirit. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Today, this morning, I'd like to speak about and challenge you in attempting great things for God. Getting a dream, getting a vision, getting excited about something for God. Maybe you say, I've never really thought of dreaming or, 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 or attempting great things for God. I'd like to encourage you this morning to get a dream, to get a vision. Ephesians 3.20, open your Bibles there. Ephesians 3.20, this will be our main verse now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundant above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. I'll read that one more time. Now unto him that is able, of course that's God, who's able to do all that we, uh, exceeding abundant above all that we ask or think. You see, God is able to do even greater things than we could ever dream. You see, God has greater dreams than we even have for our own lives, but I believe it's important to get a vision, to get a dream. C.T. Studd, the great missionary to the Congo, said, Christ wants not nibblers of the possible, but grabbers of the impossible. I'm not talking about dreaming big for yourself. I'm talking about dreaming big for something God has placed in your heart. Dreaming big uh, about something greater than you. I'm not talking about dreaming about uh, playing for the NFL or the NBA. I'm not talking about dreaming about being a movie star. I'm not talking about uh, dreaming, living the American dream. What is the American dream? It's to work as little as possible, make as much as possible, right? Live as comfortable as possible. Retire as early as possible so you can enjoy as much as possible. The American dream. Do what you want to do. I'm not talking this morning about living the American dream or, or dreaming something for your own benefit. I'm talking about getting a dream bigger than yourself that will benefit this world. Do you have a dream this morning? Do you have something within your heart that burns? Do, do, you, think, does, do you lay awake at night thinking about something that you want to do for God? We need some young people that will get a dream, get a vision. Maybe a dream of filling a bus or pastoring a church or starting a church or taking a missions trip or starting a new ministry or being a missionary to a remote place or translating the Bible into a different, from a different language. Going to a place and making a lasting impact. Reaching this world for God. Maybe doing something that nobody has been able to do or that thought would be impossible or uh, that many have tried to do. Or maybe you go to a country that is not easily accessible. But you get a dream. You get a desire. And you begin praying, Lord, 
I believe this is a dream from you. Lord, I want to do something for you. Eleanor wrote, said, what's your dream? And to what corner of the missions world will it take you? Maybe say, I've never had a dream for doing a whole lot. I've got some plans for my own life, maybe some things that, that I'd like to do. Or maybe as soon as I get out of college, I plan on doing this. Or I'm just here for a year or just a year or two or whatever the case may be. I want to encourage you, get a dream, get a bigger dream. You, you see, our God's dream is that this world would receive the gospel. He's not willing that any should perish. And his dream, if you will, is that this world would receive the gospel. That's our responsibility. He's left that uh, uh, in our hands to take the gospel to the world. Evangelist Tom Williams, I was speaking with him. He was at a church, and, and I was speaking with him. He said, Brother Wyatt, we really don't dream big enough for God anymore. We don't, we don't, uh, uh, we don't think about, and I, I shared with him a couple things. He said, that's not big enough. And I shared one other. He said, now you're getting close to what God a dream that God would have you do. And I want to encourage you, are you just thinking about, are, are you thinking small? Think big. God wants to do big things in this world, big things for the gospel. He wants to use you in a big way. And your dream will be different than my dream. And your big will be different than my big. God, we leave that up to God. We're not in a competition. Okay, and we as missionaries, boy, I've been encouraged by just the, 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 some of the, the, the uh, uh, testimonies that I've seen and heard already and encouraged and challenged. We're not here, uh, uh, to, to, uh, uh, we're not here for a competition. But I want to encourage you to dream big. You're dreaming big for God, not, not to, to beat your neighbor. You're dreaming big. What, what big thing does God have for me? I'd like to share with you just a couple dreams that I had growing up when I was nine years old in a tent meeting. God gave me a dream to be a preacher. I was just a young boy, and uh, I went forward and surrendered to, to be a preacher, pastor, missionary, whatever it is, uh, 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 youth pastor, whatever God had for me to be a preacher. And so from that moment on, I always knew and I always dreamed that one day I would be a preacher. When I was 17 years old, I surrendered to foreign missions. We went to Tanzania when I was 10, but growing up, I didn't necessarily feel a call to go back to Tanzania. When I was 17 years old, God spoke to my heart and said, Jerry, I want you to go back to Tanzania. And so from that day on, that was my dream. That was my goal. And I began dreaming about the day that we would go on deputation. I would go on deputation and, and on the ministry that God would allow there in Tanzania. And that was my dream. I went to college and had a goal, a dream of finishing in four years. Some were doing it faster. Some were taking longer. But my goal, my dream, I said four years, four years. Lord, uh, I pray that within that time period you give me a wife and began dreaming about the woman of my dreams, if you will, uh, thinking and praying. Lord, I remember I was in my junior year. And I knew all the girls in the college. I worked on staff there as a student. And so I said, Lord, what am I going to do? Am I just going to be here uh, for eternity on staff? Lord, uh, I, I want to get married. But I know all the girls here, and there's nobody that I want to date. And uh, the Lord was good to me. And uh, a freshman came, and uh, she had stayed and worked for her father uh, uh, for two years. And as a secretary and came. 
And I met her, and uh, her father is now in evangelism, Dr. Larry Brown. And um, I remember we began dating a little bit, and uh, I spoke with him. He, of course, knew my dream goal to go to Tanzania. And he said, well, before, Rachel, before you guys get real serious, engaged or anything, I want you to visit Tanzania. I want you to see Tanzania, and I want you to go alone. I don't want you to go with Jerry. I want you to go alone, go over there, visit Tanzania. I don't want you to take a man off the mission field. And so she did. And she went to Tanzania for two weeks, and I came back and broke up with me. And uh, that was a tough period of my life that I try not to revisit too often. Um, I can hear the pain of many men who've gone through breakups through here. Um, but she couldn't live without me. And uh, it's good preaching, isn't it? Um, we waited till after we, we graduated to get married, but uh, just throw that in there. Um, but um, after about a month, uh, we, we didn't communicate at all during that month. After a month, uh, we began talking again, and she, she came to the point where she said, and she'll give this testimony and say, uh, she came to the point where she knew that I was God's will for her life. And so God would take care of Tanzania. She didn't, even on deputation, people would say, man, are you, are you, you just love Africa, Tanzania? Say, honestly, um, a little apprehensive about it. But I know God will take care of that. Jerry's the will of God for my life. And he has, and she is flourishing there in Tanzania. And so uh, uh, we got married and then began dreaming about the ministry there in Tanzania. And I remember I uh, began uh, dreaming about pastoring. And in 2012, God gave me the opportunity. I was working with my father, and God gave me the opportunity uh, to, to pastor. And my parents moved on, and I became pastor of the Faith Baptist Church. And, and some dreams. I, I remember dreaming about a radio station and, and something that has taken five years. We're now just a, a couple weeks. We've been on the air full time uh, without any restrictions. A dream. And I remember, man, what, what could we do if we could uh, pump the gospel out on the airwaves? That would be incredible. And I've always loved media and, and radio and all of that type of thing. I didn't know much about it, but I had, a, I had a dream. And not every dream the Lord will allow us to accomplish, but that's something we'll get to here in a moment, but something you pray about. I want to ask you a question. What, what makes you so special? That, think about this, if we do the math, if we take the 7.6 billion people on planet earth, and I would imagine there are some folks from around the world, but most of you uh, are, are Americans, you've grown up here, and if you look at the percentage, 4.3% 4, 4 of the world's population are Americans. 30% of Americans claim to be born again, whether they truly are or not. Uh, but 30% claim to be born again, trust Christ. And so if you do the math, 1% of the world's population are born again American Christians. And I want you to stop and think, what, what, made, uh, what button did you push that you tr were able to trust Christ? You grew up in a Christian home maybe, or somebody brought you the gospel and then if we take it another notch, uh, what, how are you able to have now a, a, a Bible college? Well, there are so many uh, nationals in foreign countries that would love to have a Bible college in their country just like this. 
And how is it that you have the Bible? 50% of the world's languages don't have a Bible in their language. How is it that you have a Bible that you can read every day? Why did God bless you so much so that you could live the American dream? No, I would submit that God has blessed us so much so that we could serve him and get the gospel to this world. You think about it, 25% of the world's wealth is right here in the United States. I believe God has empowered us to get uniquely to get the gospel to this world. Well, you are being trained in a tremendous place to be able to get the gospel to this world. And whether you're a mission student or not, you are, 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 are uh, uh, um, required by the Bible to be a part of go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. So I want to encourage you. God has blessed us not so that we could live the American dream, not so that we can just enjoy uh, those, those blessings, but so that we can use it. The Bible says in Luke 12, 48, For unto whomsoever much is given, of him shall much be required. And to whom men have committed much, of him will they ask the more. God has placed us here to do something special for him. And so for the few minutes that we have left, I'd like to give you four thoughts on getting a dream, getting a vision, a desire to do something special for God. Four simple things. Number one, write down those dreams that God has given you. I call these my irons in the fire. And there are different dreams that I don't know if God will allow me to accomplish, but uh, radio was on that list at one point. Uh, 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 starting churches is on that list. Dreams, writing those down. And this is something you don't wait to do. Maybe one, well, when I become a pastor, I'll dream of doing big things for God. No, start right now. What ministry do you, do you, do you teach in or do you run? Or what bus route are you a part of? Or, or what outreach are you a part of? Get a dream now and begin uh, 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 asking God to do special things with you now. Just jotting those things, dreaming right where God has called you. Paul had a dream, a desire. He said, brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. Paul had a dream of many Jews trusting Christ as their Savior. Number two, as you write those things down, you begin to pray over that. And you pray as... As, as you think of these dreams, you say, Lord, uh, what would you have me do? What, what, what dreams have you given me? What goals? And boy, the, the dreams, every one of these missionaries has dreams, goals, plans. Boy, the buildings that are, uh, you see uh, them talk about, the Bible colleges and the churches and all of these things, dreams, goals, plans. And you lay that before the Lord and you say, you say Lord, I want to do your perfect will. What is it that you would have me do? And Lord, I pray that you would open door. See, the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And you begin to pray about those dreams. Begin to think about those dreams. William Carey said it well. He said, expect great things from God. Then you attempt great things for God. You go to God first. You can't do this on your own. You, you, you have a dream. You have a desire. You have a vision. And you run off uh, cold turkey and try to do it in your own strength, you're going to fail. You've got to seek God first and go to him first. He's simply saying, first, you've got to reach out to God. And you've got to give those dreams to God and say, Lord, 
I want to do exactly what you would have me do because it's through his power that we accomplish anything. Ephesians 1.19, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe according to the work of his mighty power? Paul attempted great many mighty things, but he sought the Lord first. He was walking in the spirit. These men who, the Bible says, they turned the world upside down. I've told our church people, I want to I turn Morogoro, I want to turn Tanzania upside down. I want to I get the gospel to every, everybody. And so getting a dream. I remember my brother-in-law and I began talking about our crusade. We have a crusade there in Tanzania, and just quickly we rent out a stadium every year, and we bring in two professional soccer teams. These are Premier League teams, and they play a soccer match. Anybody in our, our country would know these teams, and so uh, people come by the throngs. And uh, this past year we had over 8,000 people come to our crusade. And during the halftime, I preached the gospel. And for about 20, 25 minutes, I preach the gospel clear. And everybody that comes gets a John and Romans. And I remember we were in the car one day. And uh, Joseph Brown, a, a pastor there in Iowa, my brother-in-law, said, Joseph, I, you know, I, I have this dream. I have this thought. Uh, I would love to fill a stadium and preach to them. And I remember we said, let's just pray about it right now. And we were on a back road there in Iowa, gravel road. And we prayed about that dream. And now, four years, we've been able to do this every year. Just amazed, blown away. Sometimes I sit back and think, man, I'm so excited just to be a part of what God is doing. I'm just along for the ride. Nothing special about me. The Lord is working. And we have churches lined up till 2024 to raise the funds and to host the crusade. I really thought it'd just be one time. Our home church committed to do it one time. And I thought, boy, this will be amazing just one time. But the Lord is now uh, going to allow us to do it for many years. And I pray he'll allow us to do it for many, many more years to come. But praying about that, take it to the Lord. Number three, begin pushing on doors and seeing what God will open. Whatever dream you may have, begin pushing on doors. You uh, maybe it's a course in, in Bible college. Maybe uh, you, you, you're thinking about uh, uh, doing something, a special something in your class or your outreach. Begin pushing on doors and you have a dream. Or maybe it's uh, um, uh, um, starting a church. You begin, Lord, what would you have me do? And you begin seeking uh, uh, wisdom and obviously counsel, but most importantly, praying about that and begin pushing on doors. And praying that God will give you wisdom to know what is a closed door and what is simply opposition. You know, there are many that, well, that's a shut door. Simply opposition. And then there are others who push and force something that they desire, maybe for their own pride, when God says, no, you're not ready for that. And so seeking the Lord's wisdom and praying about that and, 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 and begging to be filled with the Holy Spirit. God gives you a dream. Begin pushing on that door. Have the character to follow through. He places in your heart uh, to be a missionary. Have the character to follow through. Boy, so many people that kind of flounder and say, well, you know, he spoke to my heart when I was 16 or, 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 or well, but, you know, I just, yeah, it'd be easier to do this. If 
follow through with what the vision God gives you. If he closes the door, he can shut that door. Number four, don't forget the hindrances that often can hinder a dream, a vision. The words of others. Just like William Carey, they said, young man, sit down. You don't know what you're talking about. And people often will, will maybe you, you utter a dream to a friend or, or, or somebody else. Well, no, I don't think you'll be able to do that. I'm so thankful uh, my brother-in-law didn't say, well, Jerry, that's kind of, that's kind of crazy. That's, man, that, that would that'd be too tough. I don't, I don't know if you could do that. I'd think of something a little smaller. That's a little extravagant. I'm glad he didn't do that when I shared it with him. And so others maybe can discourage you from time, time to time. Fear of failure. Well, every time, uh, and I'm speaking about this crusade, it could be anything, whether it's a big day on your bus route or whatever it may be, fear of failure. And I remember there was that fear, and there's that fear every year. Lord, what if a riot breaks out? Lord, what if the electric goes out? Or what if this happens or that happens or we don't get permits? Or the police decide to do something. Boy, that fear of failure can oftentimes cause us to back up and say, I don't want to dream that big. I'll dream within what I think I can do. And so we, we back off of something that God has given us. Maybe it's pride. Maybe we go full steam ahead because of pride. And we think, man, if I could do this, I could make a name for myself. Boy, if I could do this, man, I would look great. It's not about us. The, the, the more we can fall into the shadows and lift him up, the, be, the better, the greater. He said he'll draw all men to him if we'd simply lift up Jesus Christ. And so that's the purpose. That should be the purpose and goal of any dream that you have is to lift Jesus Christ up and men would be drawn to him, not to you. Getting a dream, getting a desire. Expecting great things from God, attempting great things for God. I'd like to finish by just sharing a dream of mine. I've never spoken about this publicly. I've shared it with a, a few uh, uh, close friends. But I thought this would be appropriate. And you can help me begin to pray about this. On our 10-year anniversary of the crusade, which will be 2024, we've already done some preparation and planning for this. I have a dream and we have a goal of renting out the 60,000-seat stadium there in Tanzania, the National Stadium, the uh, Tanzanian National Stadium, and preaching the gospel. And uh, just trying to fill that stadium any way we can, advertise, and, and uh, we'll have two teams, and uh, they'll play a match, and then during the halftime, we'll preach the gospel. We want to turn this world upside down. And it's going to happen by men and women who get a dream for doing something for God. Boy, if we look at William Carey, we see the, the tremendous testimony that he had. He had a dream. He called himself a dreamer. And people sometimes brushed him off. And maybe when he wasn't as successful as people thought he was, but he still had a dream and he still had a God. And he knew that God was going to do something special. And he gave that dream to God. And he said, God, in your timing, I know you want to do something special. And God did. And God used him tremendously on the mission field. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes. I don't know what God is speaking to your heart about. 
something special that God has spoken to you about. Maybe you haven't shared it with anybody. But some area of your life that you believe the Lord would have you serve or do. So we begin, as the piano begins to play, just stand right there where you're at. The Lord's speaking to your heart about doing something big for him. You've got a dream. Hey, that's so exciting. We all need to get a dream. Lord, I want to do something special for you. I'm just a nothing nobody, but Lord, I want to do something special for you. Not for my glory, not for my kingdom, but for your kingdom, Lord Jesus. Lord, speak into your heart. Not in, through vainglory, but a dream, something special. Maybe it's a country, maybe it's a city. Maybe it's a town. Maybe it's a ministry. Maybe it's a ministry idea. I don't know what it is this morning, but the Lord's been speaking to you. Don't brush that dream away. Don't brush that vision you've received, that, that thought that, that God has placed upon your heart. Don't brush it away.